Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 172. Maniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. The big news on this end is that there is now a Mrs. Adamantium. If you were listening to the previous episode, you know that my wedding was coming up. Well, it's now been and gone. And like everybody warned us ahead of time, it comes and goes very quickly. It's almost like a blur now. And we even had a, a full weekend to celebrate. But it was absolutely perfect. I don't think there was anything at all we would change. We got married up north in Muskoka. We rented out this beautiful resort for the entire weekend. Pretty much all of our friends and family were there. I had family traveling over from Ireland. We had family and friends coming from the States, from across Canada. And the weather was absolutely perfect. We, we got married out on a dock. And uh, we were a little nervous ahead of time because of the fires that were happening in Quebec. And we had had really kind of smoky, poor air quality for a few days leading up to the wedding. But luckily, it rained on the Friday as everyone was on their way up there. And on Saturday, we had clear skies. It was warm and it was just absolutely perfect. Like the, the type of day that you ask for every day. And everything was just beautiful and magical. And we all had the best time together for the entire weekend. We stayed up late every night. We danced until the music had to be shut down. Um, and it was just perfect. It was just perfect. And I don't want to go on too long about it, but I want to give a quick shout out to Port Cunnington Lodge in the Lake of Bays, Muskoka area who hosted our wedding. They provided the most perfect atmosphere absolutely stunning accommodations the staff were super friendly and super helpful the service was impeccable and uh, even if you're if you're uh, from Ontario and you're looking for a place to get away for the weekend they rent out these cottages during the summer and uh, I highly recommend it because it is phenomenal and they have great amenities they have you know kayaks and, and paddle boards too that you can rent out all our guests got out on the lake uh, on the Saturday before the wedding and they were just perfect so I wanted to give them a quick shout out on this podcast and of course, the wedding intro wouldn't uh, wouldn't feel right if I didn't give a quick thank you to Mrs. Adamantium herself. Amanda Harrison, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being so awesome. Thank you for being supportive in everything I do. And thank you for being an amazing wife already. So I love you. And here we are. Okay, so today's episode. We've got an awesome band on the show today. One that likely needs no introduction. They've been a band for almost 20 years ruling over that pop-punk, post-hardcore scene for a very long time. I'm talking about the boys from Pierce the Veil, and I was joined on this episode by Vic, Tony, and Jaime. And like I said, especially if you're into pop-punk, these guys need no introduction. I met up with them a couple weeks ago ahead of their show with The Used at Echo Beach here in Toronto. We sat down for a nice chat in their tour bus. And Pierce the Veil are coming off a bit of a hiatus. They just released their first album in seven years. It's called The Jaws of Life. So that's very exciting. And I could tell just how excited the guys were to be back out and touring and meeting fans again. They are a great group of guys. You can tell they just have tons of fun together. And they love sharing those experiences with their fans. This tour continues until the end of the month, I think heading out to the west side of the United States, and then it looks like they'll be heading overseas into next year. So don't forget to check if they're coming to a town near you. If you are an Adamantium podcast listener who is new to Pierce the Veil's music, that's okay. We're going to do the Adamantium recommend segment. 
So I'm going to pick out five songs by Pierce the Veil that you could check out before or after the podcast. You can also find some of these selections as well as ones from every previous recommend segment on the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music. So starting with that brand new album, The Jaws of Life, I'm going to recommend a song that is one of my favorite Pierce the Veil songs overall. It's called Emergency Contact. And then I'm also going to recommend the song Past the Nirvana. And then going back to their previous album from 2016, the album's called Misadventures. I'm going to recommend the song Circles. And then from their 2012 album Collide with the Sky, I'm going to recommend two songs. The first one is called King for a Day, and the second one is called Bulls in the Bronx. And that's it. Simple as that. So give a listen to Pierce the Veil's newest album, The Jaws of Life, wherever you get your music. And if you're an Apple Music subscriber, don't forget to check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist. If you are a brand new listener of the Adamantium podcast, maybe you're a Pierce the Veil fan who is checking us out for the first time. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in today, even if this is the only episode you ever listen to. I appreciate your time and checking out this podcast and this conversation we're about to have with Pierce the Veil. If you do enjoy today's episode and you want to listen to more, there'll be plenty of episodes to come. There's also more than 170 episodes in our catalog. Chances are there's more than a few other artists that you like in that catalog. So if you want to tune in again, please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You could also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can find us just by simply searching the Adamantium podcast. And that is it for now. So let's get into today's episode. And that is episode 172 of the Adamantium podcast featuring Pierce the Veil. Thank you so much for your ears today. We hope that you guys have a fantastic week in this beautiful start of summer. Life is short. Live it well. God bless you all. And you'll hear from us here on the podcast real soon. Cineplex, which is our like movie company here, and everybody, all the employees now are like ten years younger than him. Yeah. So he's like, we get all the new generation lingo from him because yeah. he gets it from all his totally his the millennium. Yeah, you're like dead yeah. ass. What's dead ass mean? What? Yeah. Or he'll go see a movie and he's like, yeah, it's very big. Yeah, like, very mis- What does that mean? He's like, oh, it's like very in the mediocre. Yeah. I love yeah. the like yeah. moment when you try it on, like you you give it a shot, and you, you just feel so feel, you feel right. Yeah, yeah it doesn't feel right. It doesn't oh, feel right at sometimes all. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, different time. Are. Different That's time. It. I stick to the classics. Stick to the classics. Yeah, just regular old English. Hey man, <laughs> <laughs> this is radical. Proper English. That's it. At rock shows, we only use proper English. I don't get wild with my handshakes. Very yeah. Doing the Zaikai, Zaikai. <laughs> well, thank you guys, man, for for joining me on the the podcast here. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Of course, these days are super busy, so hey. really appreciate you guys doing this. Of course, um, really, really cool having you guys here too. And at a really cool time, uh, fifth album, Jaws of Life, oh, just baby. released a few few months ago. <clears throat> um, and that's kind of it's a big one, long time in the making, like seven years or something like that, right? Um, so tell me, like having, uh, you know, having taken a hiatus, and just this album, and this tour, you know, we're gonna use one of these these uh, young kid lingo. Does it does it hit different? Yeah, it's <laughs> hitting different. It's hit different. Oh uh, yes, it is hitting way different. Yeah, honestly, dude. Like, we're um. That's no cap. 
they'll catch me. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of shows where yeah. we get off stage on this tour and we like look at each other and we're like, like what just happened? That Who the hell do we thing. think we are? Yeah, uh, no, it's great, man. It's been awesome. So, um, yeah, it's just been cool to see the old fans coming back and then seeing this entire new generation of new fans mm-hmm. as well has been like so exciting for us. And so it's like you know it kind of rejuvenates the band and like kind of like shows us what the next you know 10 years of this band might kind of like look like and we're mm-hmm. kind of beginning that right now it feels great it's awesome mm-hmm. like now that the album's been out too like a couple months how when you guys look at the album and you know the process of making it and stuff how are you guys reflecting on the album now that you're out of the commotion of getting it out there and i mean yeah this is honestly the best part about making the album you know like for us when we were at the house in new orleans like we were waking up every day ready to just like work 18 hour days like all day all night you know really put in the time and now this is like the fun part right you know playing in front of all these uh old fans and new fans showing them new songs um that's what for for me personally it's it's like this is the like cherry on top like Like, this is is like the celebration moment And, and we're still like working you know trying to make the best set best show but yeah, all that hard work feels nice to like really share it with everyone now it's like it's like it's really special for us yeah now. touring feels like a celebration to me like yeah. it always has mm-hmm. it's like it's like this is even though it is hard work. it's tough it's long you know but you do all this work but then you get to like celebrate it with like the fans every show is like celebrating yeah. the songs and like the moments like, yeah even i mean to the point when when we're in the studio just to kind of keep ourselves in that mindset we like went to kinko's and like printed out photos of us playing live yeah and put it all over the house just to like remind ourselves like we're this close to doing that again, that again like you yeah. know and, and especially with covid and all that stuff like, the crowds, uh, not of just us just like yeah, promo, just yeah. Like, just, it's just it photos was, of tony yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. to clarify yeah it's just promos of us just looking just hello darling yeah um everyone come good it's like come see how good i look uh yeah so now it's just it's it's this whole like full circle thing we get to we get to uh, you know just have fun and play some shows it's awesome it's kind of cool too like having taken a break not only are you getting like new music out there but you get to like revisit the songs that totally put you you know where you are yeah, yeah. especially during a time like during like i said the pandemic we didn't know what live music was going to look like right if that yeah. if, it, if it even was going to come back like mm-hmm. that that was such a like like holy holy moly moment you know like dude we had no idea so like reminding ourselves that like yo once the the, you know everything kind of start the wheels started turning and we got back uh shows were coming back slowly but surely like it really it's definitely a new appreciation for what we did yeah yeah how did how did you guys react to to the the lockdowns it's funny it's been interesting getting different bands perspective to some people they were like you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. All I wanted to do was be on tour. And others were like, you know what? It actually benefited me because for the first time in years, I had time to be at home and focus on an album. And, you know? Yeah. I guess in some ways it was, it was beneficial for timing wise that it was while we were off. Like mm. it would have been way worse if we were mid record cycle or something like right. that. But yeah. at the same time, it also was while we were writing a record. So it made a potentially long process even longer. Right, of course. So yeah. it's a mix of both, I guess. A little bit of both, totally. yeah. You guys, you know, uh, I've, I've heard in other interviews that you guys say, like, you know, the content of your albums is always kind of based on what's on your mind at that time. Mm. So what were some of the events that were inspiring the songs on this album? Mm. I think each song is, like, you know, has its own story, really. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, I think 
one of the tracks was about uh, a friend of mine going through a divorce and like you know like going through that whole process with with him and like seeing it all happen and oh uh, you know some of them are like we have a song called resilience and it's just like really about just bouncing back from a dark time you know or whatever you've been through and uh i we have a song called shared trauma which i, I think uh, sorry i don't know how i just whistled to tell <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet like sweet. Like that, like yeah. Looney Tune or whatever. yeah but uh you know that song i think I think it just kind of represented a lot of things, all of us going through a pandemic together, like, uh, yeah, uh, just just kind of some some rough times and kind of coming out of the other side. I think Jaws of Life, the whole record is is about kind of getting out of your dark place and finding uh, sunlight again. And like, you know, I picture like in a movie, you know, when the hand breaks out of like the sand or yeah. like the dirt and you start like crawling and getting yeah. your way out of this hole, like. That's kind of that's kind of what this record visually feels like to okay. me, yeah. you know. So like um, a, a resurrection piece. Yeah, um, I think everyone. Yeah, like during that, like it, this, it's kind of wild to think about how the pandemic, how it affected every single person on like the planet. Yeah, and that like sometimes I think about that as like, damn, like, yeah, that's you know wild. Most event world events happen to a piece here or there. Sure, and literally, it's the only thing you can think of in my yeah. entire life. And, generations that affected literally every single person yeah and it's, that's just kind of wild and then we got you know happy to say we got through it and now we're back playing doing what we love and like like i said earlier celebrating with fans. And you get to be like this grumpy old grandpa that's like talking to your grandkids about like yeah you know, how i lived through the pandemic in my day yeah. there's a thing called netflix and we there's finished it yeah <laughs> <laughs> We did it. Oh man, we were like painting. We were doing. I was making bread. I was making tortillas yeah, from scratch. I was like, dude. I, yeah, I mean, I'm just like people are like all Something. sick and feel horrible. You, I'm making tortillas. I was like, I was like, okay. Are you the type of person that has to kind of be busy all the time? Kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, like but, that too. But yeah. I'm like, but my busy could be playing with a guitar pick for an hour. You know, I'm like, right, right. like I, I guess something to be occupied. I guess I, I'm never bored. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of my mindset. But yeah, everyone's different. I can't imagine like even like people with like families that like all of it, like young fam. Like I couldn't imagine. Kids at home all the time. Dude. Yeah, like it just it, it really to, trying to do education challenge. Yeah. It was a challenge for let's just say everybody. I don't yeah. think anybody really had it easy, but right. You know yeah. so. Um, you you mentioned like you know one song being about your friend's divorce and stuff and, and you guys are it's nothing new for you to sing about or write about heavy topics you know depression addiction anything anything and everything do you have to you know put yourself in a certain frame of mind when you're going to write do you have to be like okay I need to be here or I need to be doing this in order to yeah you know how how do you be honest with yourself about those kind of things um for me it's like um putting yourself in new places is helpful for me you know like not being in the same old room that you're always in like kind of like that's why i do a lot of writing trips although like okay some uh, like i wrote a lot of this record in seattle and like i'll just like or i'll rent a house in the woods somewhere you know and in, in a cabin or whatever you know just like change up your your brain and like stimulate yourself in different yeah. ways and that usually helps kind of like just spark things and get it to be see things from a new perspective and um yeah that's really helpful for me right um and I, I used to think that you needed to be depressed 
or like in a dark place to write dark lyrics. And I, and I, thankfully, I think as I've gotten older, realize that that's not the case. Yeah. You're always going to have something, like life is hard enough. Like yeah. you're going to always have something in your life that is difficult or challenging. So there's no reason to like force yourself into a, yeah. into a situation, you know. Have you guys ever met the guys from August Burns Red? Oh yeah, yeah. Those guys. those guys, yeah, they're Logic, like the guys with some super dark evil. He's like a nice dude in the world. The nicest yeah. people you've ever met in your hey, life. Like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, and him, me and him. Speaking of like Warped Tour, me and him were me and Jake, the singer, were Warped Tour buds. Yeah, like he would always come knock on the bus, be like, "Yo, let's go walk around. Let's take a walk around." We like, I may come out. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause literally, it was like that. That's the kind of vibe I was like, "Hey, man, you want to come out and just like take a walk?" And I'm like, yeah. "Let's do it, man." And we would just yeah. just just the chill. Nicest people. Yeah, was like it's so. Funny and then you see him, and then you see him live, and then. You know, here yeah. you're just like, dude, this guy's angry elf. You know, like yeah. this is crazy. You know, it was wild. <laughs> you know, I love it. Like one of the, I think the best examples of like, don't you know, don't judge a book by its sure. cover, kind of. You know, like, yeah. Um, but also the way you write too, I notice like uh, you paint a picture with your words very well. And like uh, one that came to mind, the opening track, "Death of an Executioner." And there's some very visual lyrics. In yeah, that. baby. Yeah. Um, does that too require like I mean you, you kind of said you kind of have to separate yourself from from your everyday life to yeah I mean uh, yeah I, I always want people to see things or smell mm. things or uh, feel things you know when you're hearing the words and uh, so um, like that song in particular I'm like describing a car mm. throughout the song like there's all these like I don't even drive fast cars, but yeah, like, yeah. I actually like I did research to like find like what are like the type of words that you would use to describe like a high performance vehicle, mm-hmm. and that's like the whole first verse of that song is like describing this like fast car, and the song's just about it's a metaphor for like social media always following you and like waiting for you to fuck up so that they can like tear you down, yeah. right? And that was represented in this like evil machine you know this car and uh so so yeah i mean um it's it's like yeah as much as you can paint a picture i think the better the more people can like feel your lyrics and, and uh and have it strike something in them um super important for me and uh yeah amazing you guys always to look like you know when you're on tour and stuff you guys look like you're always having so much fun on and off the yeah. stage and you can tell just by by being here mm-hmm. you guys are, are you know great buds and stuff what's you know what's the the key to keeping a healthy band like you guys have been a band almost 20 years now like what's, yeah you know what's the key to keeping a happy you know it's like a family yeah i think just respecting each other's like own we're so different but we're all like a lot alike at the same time i remember when like our, our producer at the time paul kind of kind of blew my mind he goes you guys just have a, a great balance of a relationship it's yeah. like you can't have two Jaime's in a band you can't have two Vicks you can't have two Tony's right. it's very yin and yang vibe and we got really lucky with that and I think we all just kind of complement each other in different ways yeah. like we bring out our strengths you know it's it's something that I've seen over the years grow and um, and obviously we have flaws and stuff but I think we're always trying to just be the best musicians best friends best people we can be and I think that's you know, yeah. goes back to the respect thing. I think we just kind of all really enjoy what we do. And I think, you know, speaking for myself, like these two are the most talented dudes I've had to, you know, been able to like be a part of. So it's like, hopefully they say the same. It's, it's a vibe. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think um, chemistry is huge. You just don't have chemistry. It's right. like any relationship. It's, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I think we got really lucky in that way. And our chemistry really worked out over the years. And, and uh, yeah, a lot of respect. And then also, like, um, just keeping, like, your head straight on, like, why we do what we do. Like, mm -hmm. and I think we all, like, are fully committed to doing what we do as, you know, our lifestyle. And, and so that we kind of, like, made that agreement early on with our band. It's like, yo, we want this to be our life. And this is what we want to do. Like, are you all in? Yeah, Hands I remember in, having that conversation. Right. It was like, you have to, we have to be real serious because it's going to be like a really heavy sacrifice for a long time. Like, you don't, you know, it's not, even if you're a signed band, it's, it doesn't really mean anything. Right. For a lot of years, yeah. like, you're really, you're grinding it out for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And you never know what's going to happen. So that was the thing. Like, everyone's like, are we sure? Like, are you sure you want to yeah. be here? Yeah. You want to live in the van? You want to do a that? A lot of stuff? sacrifice, but also have being surrounded by a lot of, um, a lot of people who supported us. Like, right. And, you know, we got really, lucky and very thankful for that you know whether it was family or friends everyone's just like dude go do yeah. it you know live it try it um and yeah we've you know we now we're here yeah it's, it's wild so uh Vic, tell me because i noticed that almost to the day that the album dropped your family <laughs> dropped a baby as well yeah. so tell me what that's been like as now you know being on tour what it's like balancing fatherhood and mm -hmm. being on tour balance is the word yeah i think balance is really become like I think I, what I think is kind of meaning of life yeah it's like it, or one of the not meaning of life but things that can kind of help you get through life is like finding balance because when you feel off recognizing that you know like oh, I haven't spent enough time with my family today I gotta I gotta go do that or or you know vice versa we're not working enough and I gotta I gotta take some time to go do that you know and uh, so yeah, it's really a constant like challenge to try and find it, and uh, but just to be aware of it, I think is is a big part of it, you know, of balance. And uh, yeah, you know, we just had uh, my daughter Violet, and she's only four months old. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting used to trying to be on the road and also be a dad and figure out what that means. I get a lot of I confide in a lot of my friends' bands who have done it and right. You know, and I ask them, like, how did you do it? You know, like, what's your method and what helps you guys? And so I get a lot of advice from dad, dad friends. Yeah, dad friends. Yeah. I mean, and now it's at least, you know, great we live in today where you can FaceTime and stuff. Like, imagine doing this 20 years ago. It would have oh, yeah, been home for like five, five months or whatever, you know? We talk about that a lot, like, yeah. payphone days and like, man, how did right. we do it? That yeah. been so difficult. Yeah, you would come home and your baby would look completely different. You know? Yeah, like, one hundred percent. Yeah, you wouldn't even yeah. have seen them. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Who that's are you? Nice. Yeah, who are you? Yeah. Where's my daughter? Who are you? Uh, your fans are also super passionate, and I can tell you guys are also very passionate about your fans. And I noticed on this tour, you guys have been doing things like bringing fans up on stage to do duets. And I saw one day you gave away a guitar to a fan and stuff like that. Have you guys always done stuff like that, or is it something at one point you realized, hey, like, you know, we should do something special for our fans as well? Is that? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's really. Um, We're like, yeah, of course. Our goal has always been to like connect, stay connected with our fans, mm -hmm. and like, and that goal was made before social media existed. Yeah, we like. We're one of the know, few bands that like started without social media, and then it happened as we were building 
So right. we like grew up with it, like in a weird. It was just a weird thing to like say. You're like, I remember for like when Twitter came out, and I was like, "What yeah. is this thing? Yeah, what do you mean you could like tell people what you're doing at that exact moment? This is going to be wild." Yeah, you know, and and I and do it's, remember that being a slowly, huge step to to in, in my brain being like, "Holy shit! Like this is the ultimate connection to your fans." You like, could literally know it, to the minute what you're doing to the second. So, yeah. like, but in general, like we've always tried to make an effort to to keep a connection with our fans and doing things like you know bringing them on stage like breaking that barrier of, of like yeah. uh, between like barricade and stage and uh, bringing mm-hmm. us together is always uh, important yeah totally you break that barrier constantly I break the, I'm, I want to like, I want to feel them I break a lot of things yeah okay <laughs> it's wild yeah you'll see it tonight yeah I'll okay break something. It's all right Probably. Sounds good. I like I like the sounds of that. But I I mean I've seen videos you guys are. I've never gotten to see you guys live, so I'm, I'm oh, nice. pumped for it. Cool. But yeah, I've seen some guitars flying across the stage, and so you guys, your uh, your guitar tech looks Real like you've gusher. got a good uh, like a baseball glove for hands. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they are the best of the best of the best. That's it. You know. Exactly right. And uh, we're really excited. It's to, always a funny topic yeah. that gets brought up when they're if we have to hire like someone for a show. Oh man! Yeah. Like, well, oh, by you, the way, can you catch a guitar? How well they're you, like, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, what do you mean? You're like, yeah. you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you want to, we're gonna have tryouts behind the trailer. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You need something like dummy guitars. Yeah. Right. Like before, yeah. You start sacrificing good, the good stuff. Thing. Good stuff. That's really, what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this tour you've added, and this album you've added, Brad Hargreaves from Third Eye Blind on the tour. Tell me what it's like, uh, you know, having his veteran expertise in the band. Uh, well, he he's not actually on tour with us. We have our okay. good buddy Lonnie Robinson okay. from he's an old pal from San Diego, uh, amazing drummer. Uh, Brad actually played on the record. On the record, okay. yeah, yeah. So that was an also we can that's another whole story that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah, we have our buddy from San Diego. Um, he's been with us since we came back last September, so it's been awesome. He's a pleasure. We've known him for years and years. Um, an amazing, amazing drummer, uh, amazing dad. He's a dad as well, so we're learning a lot. He's learning a lot from. Yeah, we're like the dads. On the, the dads tour on the tour and stuff. Us, so you that's can, pretty cool. You can confide in each other, but um, he's yeah. He used to be a drum tech when we like first kind of met him. Okay. And yeah. he was, but he was that drum tech like every day, like on warp tour or something. You'd see him like teaching other drummers that were shredders. Like he'd be showing them shit. They're all oh really? Him yeah, stuff. it was pretty wild. We're like, yeah, man, he's, he's always just been really good and. Yeah, we had, you know, we were kind of searching for somebody who could tour with us and it just kind of made sense, you know, so we saw him play a couple of our songs and we just, the, the, the answer was Same pretty obvious, yeah, there. it was like, and yeah. uh, it's been a great pleasure having him, it's been yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm, I mean, the rhythm section, I'm happy as a clam. Right, of course. Or whatever the yeah, saying makes is. Makes your life easier. Yeah, 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 oh man, it's, I mean, just with, I mean, like I said earlier, like just playing with, with these guys, just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, yeah. a, it's such a pleasure every night, like, it's, it's, um. It's more, sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, man, this is more fun for me than I think it is for the fans because yeah. they, they're not like here experiencing like what I'm. It's it's different, you know. But it, um, this is why you know why we, why we do what we do. We love it. We love That's it. Cool. Uh, last thing before we wrap up, tell me a little bit about the Living the Dream Foundation. Oh, yeah. Thanks for thank you for bringing that up. That's of course, nice. yeah, yeah. No. Brought to you by Living the Dream. <laughs> Living the Dream. Uh, yeah, I uh, have a nonprofit called Living the Dream Foundation, and our whole thing is we um, we bring kids and young adults who are going through like uh, life-threatening illnesses, like cancer or whatever it may be, something you know serious, and we bring them out to shows, 
they get to meet the fans, meet their heroes, go backstage, full VIP experience, like just we roll out the red carpet for them. And um, it's just amazing. They get to uh, just have this day that is like uplifting and brings some energy into their life and yeah. some good vibes. And, uh, and plus it like, it does the same for the bands as well. Like of when, course. you know, when like Slipknot meets like a, one of our guests and it's just like, everybody's day is uplifted and yeah. Uh, yeah. the show so, just means that much more. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's what we do. We spend just like all our time working on finding a, a guest, you know, who's uh, will, like right into us and tell us what they're going through and then <clears throat> check them out. And then once we get it all confirmed, we find out who their favorite band is and we just make it happen. It's like, it's, like, it's really cool. Cause like we're all in the music industry and you know, everything is just like a quick little email or right. text away, you know? So uh, it know. takes, it takes, you know, five, 10 minutes out of our day to right. make this kids like whole life just life. insane. Like, and it's like, dude, life. if you can do that whenever you can do it, yeah. it's amazing. Like it's yeah. such a, it's such a fulfilling thing. So, so yeah. Yeah. So just really working cool. on that. Uh, side here so it's been super yeah fun. how did it come to be that you you ended up playing such a major role now like that ceo and co-chairman we used to um work with living the dream just as an artist and mm -hmm. we love they became like our favorite nonprofit. Okay. and then um the founder scotty he lives with cystic fibrosis you know he wasn't supposed to live past like 15 years old and he's in his 50s and he um a few years ago, he asked me if I would like take over and he kind of passed the torch to me. And uh, I, you know, I really love what Living in Dream was doing. So I just kind of made a life decision to yeah. do it. And I was just like, I don't know anything about nonprofits. Yeah. So I'm just like learning as I go here. And, uh, but, you know, I still have Scotty, the founder, and, and also a really great partner um, in Casey, who is like, does all the dream days and right. really uh, is the heart and soul of everything. And uh, so we have a cool team and it's been been great. It's been well, wild. that's awesome. And I think it's a super positive note to wrap this up on. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Really show. And this is really cool. Thank you guys for taking the time. Awesome. Buddy. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hell yeah. That was awesome. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.